0: Welcome to the Frontline Herbalism podcast with your host Nicole Rose from the Solidarity Apothecary. This is your place for all things plants and liberation. Let's get started. Hello folks, Happy New Year. Um, I know it doesn't feel very happy right now with um, everything that's happening in the world and the ongoing genocide in Gaza but I hope if you're listening to this that you are as safe as can be. Um, And that maybe you've been able to have a little bit of a rest or maybe you've been super busy and you're (laughs) teetering on the edge right now. Um, Yeah, I'm thinking of you. Thankfully, I'm doing a lot better. Like I kind of hit five and a half months with the pregnancy. So a couple of weeks ago and it was like a switch just flipped and my kind of vomiting stopped. And yeah, it's been very (laughs) revolutionary to feel like I don't want to throw up constantly like I still have patches of nausea through the day and I still have to be really careful with what I eat and my partner's just like on top of it with making sure I'm eating regularly and things but yeah like we went to Sainsbury's and I just like burst into tears because it was like the first time in nearly six months that I've like gone in a shop because like visual triggers of food have just made me vomit Um, And it just felt amazing being able to actually like pick some things to eat. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I'm just kind of now like, oh shit, trying to catch up on (laughs) like six months of stuff. And also trying to organise solidarity stuff and prisoner support and all the things. But I'm still pretty housebound, unfortunately. Um, Driving still makes me pretty nauseous. Um, So yeah, just doing what I can from here. But this episode, I wanted to share the kind of 2023 review that I've published on my website and I also wanted to plug a few different things, a few different crowdfunders and some more amazing merchandise for Calais. And then I'm gonna publish the Herbalism and Incarceration workshop audios um over the next few podcasts. So i will talk about that soon. But yeah, for now, let's let's dive in. You can also read this review on my website. I'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know if I enjoy <laughs> listening to like loads of other projects, reviews and things, but I just want to say like it's signpost to like a million and one different resources and podcasts and workshops and different things. And I think if you are an organiser, you'll find it interesting. If you're a herbalist, you'll hopefully find it interesting and maybe inspiring. Um, and yeah, I've tried to kind of put as many like resources in there as possible while also kind of sharing what the apothecary has been up to. I think for me, it's really important to be like accountable of people's donations, like to my to like solar apothecary but also to projects like Calais to share what we've been doing um I also think it's just kind of like good practice in general for people to reflect on what they're doing it's something I've always done in like all my different collectives um you know I also have four planets and Capricorn, so this is like my favorite time of year in terms of like planning and reflecting and like making new goals and like yeah making spreadsheets and analyzing expenses and just like that stuff's like porn to me do you know what I mean so it's like (laughs) it might not be as interesting to other people but I personally like really enjoy kind of yeah acknowledging achievements but also reflecting on what's maybe not learned and what goals haven't been achieved yeah all right so here we go Okay, so the mission of the Solidarity Apothecary is to materially support revolutionary struggles and communities with plant medicines, to strengthen collective autonomy self-defense and resilience to climate change capitalism and state violence and each year I review the work towards this goal so just a bit of a content warning there's some mentions of suicide and prison and border violence and invasion and war and occupation and also pregnancy so yeah just want to flag up those things just it's always the way with the apothecary because I focus on supporting people experiencing state violence so it's always yeah somehow a bit heavy okay so i'm just gonna just gonna read what i've written here 2023 has been a mix of incredible life-changing events coupled with months of hellish nausea and vomiting in my pregnancy that took me to despair and back this year i got together with the love of my life rob um fell pregnant and adopted the most gorgeous rescue dog who's called Bo. and maybe you've seen his pictures on instagram he's an absolute heartthrob as is rob (laughs) for the first time i also finally started to seriously address my workholism by attending meetings with Workholics Anonymous. I've moved from compulsive overactivity to much more balance and rest with an outpouring of love and cuddles from my two soon-to-be-three boys. Um, I know obviously our baby can embrace whatever gender they want as they're growing up and however they feel, but yeah, he does have a willy. (laughs) So we're going to kind of interact with him as a boy um, but yeah, with freedom and flexibility of just kind of like fuck gender and he can be whoever he wants to be. OK, side note. Right. I feel like somebody loves me not just for being an organiser or a comrade, but for who I am without all the bullshit layers. I've always recognised relationships as revolutionary and this year has been incredibly life changing in that respect. Aside from the rockabilly love nest, what went down in 2023 for the Solidarity Apothecary? And I just want to apologise in advance that like I'm quite breathless with the pregnancy so the listening pleasure might not be as nice as normal if that makes sense because yeah it's hard with this little one pulling on my ribs okay um so first point creating and launching the herbalism ptsd and traumatic stress course so this march i finally launched the herbalism ptsd and traumatic stress course this was a huge deal for me it felt like birthing the culmination of my life's work and experiences thousands of hours of self-education about trauma and herbalism and brought everything together that I've learned from all the people I've met or supported through state violence and trauma. It was like hard graft creating it, but it felt amazing when it was finally finished. Alas, I'm sure it will always be a work in progress. The course was a huge financial experiment with my anti-capitalist approach of no one turned away for lack of funds. It was a big leap of faith and more than 75% of enrollees joined using the sliding scale place, either a free or a small donation but enough people paid to make it worthwhile and to to sustain my livelihood and the apothecary's cost until a second launch this October. Yeah, I just want to say that I'm so grateful to everyone who trusted me and enrolled and all the community support in promoting it. Some of the testimonials have just blown me away. It's hard as a kind of femme who survived abuse from people with power, whether that's men in my childhood or prison officers as an adult, like to feel the confidence to create something and to share it. You know, there's like so much fear about what people will think. Will it be good enough? Am I qualified to do this, etc. cetera? I actually like kind of dig really deep, you know, um, but I'm so grateful I took the risk because like the impact has exceeded my expectations. Um, and you can see some of the amazing testimonials on the course page. Um, I'm gonna hopefully be launching it again this autumn probably the beginning of october is when i was thinking i will kind of gently try to start working again with the baby like just part-time um but yeah the best thing you can do is join the waiting list you also get a discount if you join the waiting list and it really helps me to kind of gauge like how many people are interested um yeah so there's links to that on the page i oh, actually I'll put them in the show notes but yeah I just wanted to say thank you again to everyone who signed up and if you've been enjoying it like please share a testimonial with me like you have no idea how much it helps to kind of promote the course and also make me feel like okay this was like a worthwhile investment of my time and energy Um, you know it's something that I want to keep like building over the years like I'd love to have different collections of bonuses with different workshops with different practitioners and like yeah deep dive into some of the stuff but I think right now you know there's 60 lessons like it's pretty hardcore as it is Um, but yeah I am proud that it kind of worked and that yeah I launched it in March and October and I've got enough cash now to like sustain me through my maternity leave, which is amazing, until I launch it again. So yeah, I'm just I'm just so grateful to everyone's support with it. All right, number two is the Mobile Herbal Clinic Calais, herbal solidarity against the border regime. So in 2023, I made four trips to Calais with the Mobile Herbal Clinic, following on from six last year, ending in May. Um, so I did kind of like the whole winter, I would have done more but obviously excitedly found out I was pregnant in August. For people who don't know, the Mobile Herbal Clinic is a dedicated mobile clinic serving refugees in Calais and Dunkirk in northern France. Yeah, and just cuz I stopped going it didn't mean that like the team haven't stopped going, if that makes sense. It's just I only did four trips myself this year. But yeah, the trips like never seem to reduce in intensity. It's always massive amounts of work as a field coordinator, making everything happen and coordinating like relentless logistics. Um yeah, on one of the trips we responded to our project's like first kind of active gunshot wound something I'm unlikely to forget and yeah just <sighs> the conditions there just continue to worsen all the time with like unrelenting evictions awful living conditions police violence and like constant racism so since I've not been able to like physically go out which was like a bit of a shock for the project if that makes sense and you know like I wasn't expecting to get pregnant quite so fast <laughs> so yeah it was um it was a kind of oh shit Nicole can't come shit what are we gonna do but like it's amazing how people have just kind of come together but yeah I've been doing my best to keep to kind of stay involved obviously it's been really hard with the vomiting and stuff but we've had two like info nights actually before the vomiting started so um, one was like an online event that we've got a replay of if anyone wants to see it it's where we're kind of just like introducing the project and how to get involved and I also did a talk in Swansea about like health solidarity on the border organized by No Borders Swansea which was tons of well it's not fun talking about calais but it was fun because i got a really amazing roast dinner and got to hang out with my friend's rescued bulldog who's just gorgeous he's got his own instagram account by the way called prince the bulldog or something like that but yeah we also published like a wish list so this was a list of like kind of non-herbal things that we really value like heat packs or like saline bottles hand sanitizer things like that so i'll put that in the show notes and if there's anything on that that you can kind of like blag or steal from work we'd love to have it we also put a call out for translators so we have these kind of like whatsapp groups of different people speaking different languages and then when we're in the field we can text the group and be like hey can anyone like translate Pashto like right now and then whoever is available if someone is they reply and then we call and then we just have them on speaker and it's like active translation and it's just yeah it's like a really effective method i learned from a comrade in paris who does a lot of refugee work and um yeah i think it's it's the way forward for us because it's always been a challenge you know sometimes we have people who speak different languages on the team but then they want to be doing like the clinical stuff they don't want to just be working as a translator all day we've only got like four seats in the car sometimes three if there's a different van so it's like can't really carry translators around with us. So yeah, this seems to be solving our problems. Um, We also ran two kind of massive merchandise launches in order to keep the project going um, with our really gorgeous like Plants No No Borders and Solidarity No No Borders t-shirts, hoodies, aprons and tea towels. And I'd like to say that we've decided to do it again Um, because the printers kind of got in touch with me and said, listen, we've got some time in January and the project is so broke that I just thought, fuck it, let's do it. I'm feeling a little bit better. I'll just go at it hard. So yeah, I'll put the link in the show notes, but basically they're all available to buy again, including some gorgeous like A3 back patches for all you punks. But like, this is the last time we're going to use these designs because this is the third time we've done it now. So if you want to order one, (laughs) please order it this month. Um, The deadline is in 10 days, the 18th of January. Every single product sale helps the project so much. You have no idea. Like we're really fundraising month by month and it is just like revolutionary to us to get sales and to be able to keep the project going. So yeah, please share it on your social media and stuff. And yeah, buy them because they're really gorgeous. I shared a picture on Instagram of my partner in the hoodie and it went super viral because obviously he's gorgeous, but also the hoodie is gorgeous. It's got no borders down the sleeve and various plants on the front saying solidarity knows no borders. And yeah, just you're not going to get them anywhere else. They're really gorgeous and you're going to regret it if you don't get one. So sorry for (laughs) capitalist sales techniques. But yeah, they're really beautiful and they keep the clinic going, which serves thousands of refugee people living in France. And um, yeah, please kind of help us make that successful. All right. Number three, the Frontline Herbalism podcast, which you are (laughs) listening to right now. Um, So it's at 52 episodes, 53 with this one. Um, It's felt really brilliant to get into the swing of it and keep it going. I finished a series recording like The Prisoner's Herbal Book and it was amazing to like finally start doing some interviews as this was like always my goal with a podcast. The show has been able to amplify people and projects organizing around the world with series three focused on the politics of trauma. So there's been episodes on trauma and solidarity while fighting dictatorship with friends from Anarchist Black Cross Belarus. I really encourage you to listen to that episode. It's super moving. Yeah, also about disability justice, chronic illness with my amazing friend Amani trauma and class with another amazing close friend um, healthcare in Palestine age trauma and youth oppression and trauma and addiction with my partner Rob plus many more to come been emailing people this week about more interviews and I'm trying to kind of batch them up before my maternity leave so yeah it's just it just feels great to be able to to keep it going um so yeah if you're interested in being interviewed like please let me know like I'm really kind of passionate about different like grassroots herbal projects and health projects and different things. I also published a series in collaboration with the Medical Self-Defense Network, interviewing medics from around the world. Hopefully you listen to some of these, um, including a medic working in Rojava, northeast Syria, an action medic in France who responds to riots and police weaponry, frontline medic work in Ukraine, a paramedic on responding to gunshot wounds, as well as all about harm reduction, also one about manufacturing. For medical self-defense with a comrade in Poland, um, yeah, plus an interview with my bestie, Victor, from the mobile herbal clinic, Calais. And we also interviewed just someone from the Medical Self-Defense Network about, you know, the network and also like the principles of medical self-defense. Yeah, in terms of herbal content, like I, <laughs> I feel like I let the side down a bit with herbal content, but that's definitely not going to be... How it is like before I um, go on maternity leave, I'm going to try and do a series all about like medicine making, for example. But yeah, I did talk about like herbal support for panic attacks, different kinds of nervines, which are herbs with an affinity for the nervous system, you know, as well as all the prisoners herbal stuff, right, um, including connecting with plant allies and herbal wound care and, you know, several other kind of announcement episodes. But yeah, I just can't wait to get stuck in this year with a podcast. I'm thinking about maybe recording my overcoming burnout book and having that tick over while I'm on maternity leave but yeah it would be quite a lot of episodes and yeah <laughs> the breathlessness is quite intense but yeah I'm thinking about it let me know if you keen to to hear that. I was also really happy to be invited to speak on some other podcasts including the Herb Rally podcast for their like Herbalist Hour all about the prisoners herbal, one called Rebel Justice podcast about kind of stuff in prison and abolition and different things and the Public Love Project podcast about um, kind of burnout and state violence and stuff so put links to those on the page as well and if you run or host a podcast I'd be really up for interviews like anything I can do to just keep like amplifying. The staff and getting the prisoners' herbals out there and things like I'm totally game for it. <coughs> All right, point four is distributing the prisoners' herbal worldwide. So the prisoners' herbal is still being distributed around the world with a continuous steady flow of requests for the book. From prisoners and prisoner families. I'm very excited that the book has been translated into Italian. See below about the tour, um, and that the French and German versions are still in progress, as well as a recent offering to translate it into Romanian. And the Overcoming Burnout book is also nearly finished in kind of Spanish, translated by comrades in Barcelona. So that is awesome. Can't wait to go there and like do some workshops and stuff. Like probably, obviously, I'll have to be when the baby's out, but. Um Yeah, Barcelona is, yeah, I've been there a few times and, um, you know, it's kind of like anarcho-tourism, right? But it's, yeah, it's always been a kind of hotspot. Yeah, I remember getting horrifically sunburned on the beach. That's like one of my main experiences of being like a white tourist. I know people there like hate tourists. I'm just saying like that's my experiences. Um, Okay, so my compañera, Heather, has also done an amazing job of distributing the Spanish version um, of The Prisoner's Herbal, La Abolera de los Presos, across Mexico. Yeah, she's like just been on it with all the events and distribution. I haven't been able to keep up. I put some of the amazing flyers on the page because they're super gorgeous. Um, and I'm hoping to have like an interview with her on the podcast too because yeah things have really been getting heavy in terms of repression in Mexico and different prisoners there like Jorge and Carla and Magda who are out now but like face going back at any moment so yeah we're hopefully gonna speak about that sometime soon and yeah like I'm hopefully in the new year gonna try and find a different system for getting the books out because I'm not gonna be able to post them out like in that maternity leave phase and to be honest I'm kind of fed up with it like I've done it for four years now of like spending half a day a week like packing and posting books and yeah I just think there's probably better systems to do it so um anyway okay all right number five was the tour in Italy and I've got like a whole podcast episode where I um talk about the whole tour and what went down in much more detail Um, But yeah, I was so honoured to be invited to Italy by comrades who translated The Prisoner's Herbal Book into Italian. It means the world to me to have their support and to connect with people who recognise that herbalism can be an act of political resistance. My partner and I spent a week on a whirlwind tour of Italy and the hospitality was amazing the first stop was a Boichi Fest like an amazing DIY herbalism in Vado Bologna Um, I hosted like a glycerite making workshop in the afternoon and then in the evening um, spoke about the prisoners herbal and the many connections between anti-prison struggles and the land um, with this Anarco Herbani collective who were just amazing yeah and the surrounding area was just so stunning like it was amazing to get a plant walk into and yeah it was just beautiful um, then we headed to Rome for a talk at Opsi, which is like a queer feminist and trans feminist squat in the city. And then the next day we went to um, Milan to a place called Villa Occupata, which used to be Villa Vegano back in the day. I spoke there years ago about repression in the animal liberation movement. And then on Thursday, we headed to the beautiful Susa Valley. That's been a hotbed of struggle against the TAV, like the high speed, high speed railway. Um, which and you know it's also like a border hotspot with kind of active solidarity for refugees and people on the move had such a lovely evening talk there in a social center um saw like an old friend from Bristol from back in the day um and yeah another really old friend of mine um Enrico and that was like tons of fun and yeah got hosted by just the most kindest sweetest people so it was yeah it was like a highlight of the tour Um, And the next day I kind of gave a more like informal, informal workshop about our work in Calais with folks who are kind of keen to start something similar. And finally, the last stop was Turin, with a focus on the prisoners herbal and like broader anti-prison struggle. Um, Yeah, really big event at a squat, like loads of people there, like it was, yeah, very moving. Um, I just want to say I was so appreciative of everyone's time and energy, love and care who like hosted us me and Rob, or, like, attended an event, like, it just felt very strengthening to be somewhere with, like, a love of plant medicine, with, like, kind of preserved traditions, and, like, an openness about herbalism, as well as, you know, like, really fierce prisoner support movements, is what I really respect about Italy, so, yeah, it was, yeah, it was a great week, like, just massive, like, crazy tour for me and Rob, like, I think, yeah, it was just, like, thousands of miles on trains, um, or, like, hundreds of miles, but, um, yeah, I definitely yeah i'm so glad we did it because of yeah now being pregnant and knowing that i'm gonna have to kind of um travel a lot less most likely so yeah it just felt um very special to to do that so thank you so much again to all those comrades you can see all the little snaps from the tour on the on the webpage. All right, number six is the Practical Medicine Making course. So after Italy, I taught a three-day course in practical medicine making. I haven't hosted any public events in a long time due to the pandemic. Um, I used to teach masses of courses back in the day in my kind of Feed Avalon days, which was like this local workers co-op focused on kind of community food production. Um, But yeah, I really burnt out from event organizing and teaching. So it kind of felt amazing to exercise this muscle again and host an incredible group of people for three days the goal of the course was to teach people how to harvest herbs and make potent medicine for themselves and their communities safely effectively and sustainably um, so people got proper stuck in and learned how to make tinctures glycerites, infused oils ointments vinegars cough syrup and lozenges so yeah it was like <laughs> it was so much fun um it just made me realize that like yeah, teaching can be really fun. Like I forget that human interaction. I think I'm very affected from the pandemic and I don't really go to like big events and stuff because yeah, the last time I had COVID, my heart rate was 150 beats per minute and I was sick for like two, three months. Um, And I just, yeah, it's just made me <laughs> really scared and I just don't trust that people take precautions like they don't test they don't mask up I'm often like the only person wearing a mask um so I just kind of yeah like yeah I, I mean I know I did that tour in Italy and stuff um which was high risk for me but I kind of I do put myself in high risk situations like for prisoners or for example in Calais it's like extremely high risk but we have a lot of like infection control p- protocols and things but yeah, it just I just forgot how great it is to have people come together and also like charged a bit more than I was comfortable with because I'd calculated all the costs of all the ingredients and stuff and I wanted to make a surplus that could be used for medicine making for people experiencing state violence and stuff. So it just felt nice to be like cool, I can get paid Like, I can cover all the costs, like, not in a self-sacrificing way, and like, shitloads of people can learn. And people really loved it. Like, it was such an amazing group. Like, everyone was so kind and on it and funny. And yeah, it just was like the dream course. So, I'm hopefully going to be teaching it again in September this year as a kind of teetering back from maternity leave. So, you'll probably meet my partner and my doggy and my baby I'll probably be like breastfeeding in between teaching and stuff and I'll definitely have to have like more help with the course um but yeah I'm really excited about it there's going to be 12 like paying places and four like non-paying kind of donation based places um yeah and I haven't put the infrastructure up yet for booking but I will put it on my newsletter when I do so make sure to sign up to that and yeah you can see some gorgeous snaps of all the lovely people who came um on the website as well all right number seven is the Solidarity apothecary clinic and one-to-one herbal support so yeah after six months of kind of bouncing back and forth to poland last year with ukraine herbal solidarity and then losing my best friend taylor in prison um last july like i kind of finally like reopened my like one-to-one clinic um and i launched a dedicated website for it that explains like how the support works and like the different kind of sliding scale packages like I offer three-month packages um, because I think otherwise there's this tendency for people to think that one mix is gonna like do them justice if that makes sense and I think having that container is much more effective at like really achieving your kind of health goals and you know shifting kind of patterns of distress in the body for example um and it also obviously creates a bit more economic stability for me um and i just find it means that people will like continuously access support rather than they've just had like one session and then you don't see them again for 6 months if that makes sense like it's a bit more continuous um yeah and i've also got kind of herbs out to different people like different requests and things i'm very bad at tracking what i send out <laughs> to different people like friends and family and comrades and you know people text me left right and center for stuff so i need to get a bit more systematic and that's one of my goals for this year um but yeah just like unfortunately i had to just stop it all again because of my pregnancy because of the nausea and the vomiting being so horrific so yeah i just kind of had you know several amazing clients and then a couple signed up recently Um, just before I got pregnant and then I had to just be like I can't do this and give them refunds or refer them to people and it just yeah it was kind of heartbreaking Um, and now like I'm obviously six months pregnant now so there's not really it's not really worth me restarting it now I feel a bit better because I'm not going to be able to be like consistent through maternity leave so anyway I will start seeing people again next autumn Um, when I kind of start this process of coming back to work I think I'm just going to be kind to myself and just see like one person a week because yeah I think every herbalist is very different in terms of how they do consultations like I don't actually understand how people do 20 a week or something because like for me I'll see someone and then I'll spend like literally a day on writing up their herbal recommendations like writing everything up in detail like where to get supplements nutritional recommendations things like that and like for me Having been really sick and needed support, like I think, yeah, I've tried to design packages with like the person in mind and their needs, and that's not like the most economically effective for me. Like, it would be much more effective for me to see someone bash out a prescription at the end, give it to them at the end, not think about it again. But I really love explaining to people why I've chosen certain herbs, I like explaining what I think is potentially going on for them like what are the tests they might need I love explaining you know the supplements they need and actually putting links in because if I tell someone oh hey take b12 they're just going to take like the cheapest shittest supplement they can find and not a high quality one so like for me I would rather work with like much less people but have like much higher quality of support for them so yeah so anyway I'm gonna try next autumn again join the newsletter for when um when like those kind of offerings are available again and I just want to say to everyone I've worked with over the last year like it's just been great like learning about you and having you trust me as a practitioner and yeah like I love it's just yeah like you know it's obviously kind of anonymous and personal and intimate so it's not something like I post on Instagram about of like oh I just saw this person and but like yeah it's very I guess it's like why I trained right to do this work like and a lot of my work is like organizing and traveling and like clinics and stuff like this but like this one-to-one work there's something very sacred about it so yeah I really missed it with the pregnancy and yeah but we'll get back to it soon I'm sure all right number eight is connecting herbalism state repression incarceration and abolition so in May I was honored to be invited by anarchist author and organizer Cindy Milstein to give a talk about state repression, trauma and the body, and of course herbalism. Um, This was organised for people experiencing state repression as part of the struggle against COP City in Atlanta, in the so-called US. So the webinar introduced the traumatic dynamics of state repression and the important role of solidarity and care in mitigating the violence of the state. It explored how trauma can affect the body and common ways we express distress, from nightmares to panic attacks. Um, it also looked at what we can do to reduce the risk of PTSD and build collective strength when resisting repression. So yeah, I've put a link into the replay. It's online on my website. You just sign up and then you get like for free and then you get to watch it um, and you're able to download the slides and stuff like I personally like, love slides um, like I'm a super visual person like if someone is just if I'm just looking at her face for an hour is not going in so I try and do everything with kind of graphics and bullet points and stuff so yeah if you kind of want those resources then check that out um, I've got like such an organizer crush on Cindy and all their work in the world and yeah I'll make an announcement soon about um a new book that they are publishing that's got a little chapter about the solar apothecary um so oh yeah i'll talk about that in the near future but yeah this november i also facilitated a workshop on herbalism incarceration and abolition after an invitation from the rail yard apothecary also in the so-called us Um, and the event raised over like 500 squid for the prisoners herbal books which was super appreciated (laughs) As I still owe active distribution loads of money for printing the books and I can just never sell enough books to cover the debt and the costs of posting them to prisoners. So might need to sell some hoodies or something instead. But yeah, the workshop explored the role of herbalism in supporting prisoners, families and communities affected by incarceration and herbalist roles in the abolition of these systems of oppression. So, we explored the health impacts of incarceration and looked at herbal strategies to support people experiencing traumatic stress and PTSD. I introduced some practical uses of plants commonly found in prison yards and what practicing herbalism in prison can look like. Um, It then went to explore abolition as a framework and the role of herbalists within these movements. So, I'm going to be, I'm not able to share like the original workshop because of like the live participation and we didn't get consent from participants. But because of my um, hyperemesis like I actually pre-recorded the workshop which was a lot of work but I just had to do it in case I was gonna baff on the call. So I just yeah so I'm sharing that version like the Royal Apothecary totally cool with that. So yeah it's going to be available and I'm going to put the audio on the podcast and introduce that in the next episode. Yeah I think it was yeah a, a good workshop like in the sense of connecting all these different dots i think people can be very shocked by the reality of incarceration if that makes sense even if it's kind of in their world but um Yeah, I'm glad that I did it and put together that resource and hopefully it can keep supporting people on my website. In terms of other work in these movements, my beloved comrade Heather um, translated an article I wrote on trauma recovery and abolition, state violence, PTSD and healing justice in Spanish that you can read. Uh, There's a link on the page to the Spanish version. Yeah, and just like prisoner support work continued through 2024, continued to be intense. We had many action alerts for different prisoners. Celebrated the week of solidarity with anarchist prisoners. Like continued this fundraiser for the Kill the Bill prisoners sent down after the kind of demonstration and riot in Bristol in March 2021. And yeah, I'm selling these like Queers Hate Prisons t-shirts that are really gorgeous. They're like gold on black Um, and all the funds go to Bristol Anarchist Black Cross. So please check out the link for them. They are so pretty Um, and all the money goes to prisoner support okay and yeah up until being bed bound (laughs) with vomiting i was still visiting loved ones inside super regularly it's been really tough not being able to go like i have done for years And you know everyone's been amazingly understanding um but yeah i hope to keep up connecting the links between herbalism incarceration and abolition ongoingly as a heartbeat of the solidarity Okay. So point number nine is Palestine solidarity. So in my 2022 review, um, I shared about my visit in December 2022 about um, yeah my visit to Palestine with the International Solidarity Movement. Since the trip, comrades and I have been publishing episodes for the International Solidarity Movement podcast. Um, you can find it on all major podcast players as well as at the link that I've put on the page um, so there are 14 episodes focusing on the Palestinian struggle for freedom including interviews with people from the General Union of Palestinian Women Deisha Refugee Camp um, the Palestinian Medical Relief Society Mothers Organising for Justice in Sheikh Jarrah and Adamir, who organised prisoner solidarity um, a number of episodes focus on struggles to save Masafayata and the South Hebron Hills including interviews with a youth group and organisers living in villages in Mufagara and Atwani there's also great interviews with people from ism including an introduction to the movement as well as two internationalist volunteers yeah and as the whole world will know all eyes have been on palestine following the most recent iteration of genocide in gaza and the unrelenting repression in the west bank Um, i've been doing my best to organize from my sick bed including creating this post on solidarity with palestine what you can do Um, which I'll put in the show notes. I managed to get some lavender oil made with olive oil from the West Bank out to a Palestinian friend who distributed it amongst her friends. This was like a super small scale attempt at herbal solidarity, but I hope to keep organising more. Rob has helped me make like 20 odd litres of lavender oil, which we still need to kind of decant. But um, yeah, I'm just kind of, yeah, sorting my life out basically to get something online um, where people can request, like people in the Palestinian diaspora can request kind of herbal support. Um, so yeah, keep your eyes peeled for that. And yeah, and other amazing herbalists have been advocating for boycotts of herbal companies, sourcing herbs from Israel. Um, you can see some of their amazing work, at a link on the page. Also on my Instagram, I share some posts about that. And I just wondered if anyone had the interest or capacity to help research herbal companies in the UK, please let me know. Um, I'd be keen to kind of do that work. Um, And yeah, just huge respect for everyone organising and resisting and people that are kind of able-bodied enough to be on the streets. Like, I'm just grateful for all your actions and all the attention, like, the genocide is getting. Yeah, it's just... It's just fucking harrowing, isn't it? Just seeing it online and feeling quite powerless. And yeah, like I think the other thing um, I wanted to share was a fundraiser from the International Solidarity Movement to support their work in Palestine. So yeah, I'll just read a bit of blurb. The ISM is a Palestinian-led movement committed to resisting the long-entrenched and systemic oppression and dispossession of the Palestinian population using non-violent direct action methods and principles founded in august 2001 ism aims to support and strengthen the palestinian popular resistance by working immediately on alongside palestinians in olive groves on school runs at demonstrations within villages being attacked by houses being demolished or where palestinians are subject to consistent harassment or attacks from soldiers and settlers as well as numerous other situations so yeah i'll put the link in the crowdfunder. Basically. It's going to be supporting ISM in Palestine and just kind of infrastructure stuff like renting an apartment that can host volunteers, um, helping with travel expenses, things like that. Yeah, like listen back to the podcast episode about my trip to Palestine. But I think one of the things that struck me was just like this really important role for international solidarity, which I think I'd maybe been a little bit not skeptical of, but like it felt very like trauma tourism style for people to go to Palestine but actually it's really clear that people value like international volunteers like so much and um you know it can be the difference between someone doing a life sentence in prison or someone not because a volunteer's filmed what's happening for example um so yeah I think it's really important work um so please donate what you can Okay, point 10 is surviving hyperemesis. So I found out I was pregnant in August and it wasn't long till I was vomiting at all hours of the day and night. Doctors passed it off as normal kind of quote unquote morning sickness, but my whole life became debilitated, with the worst nausea of my life. It wasn't after a trip to hospital with pains from severe dehydration that I was diagnosed with hyperemesis gravidarum HG, which is like the severe form of vomiting and nausea in pregnancy. I hadn't even heard of it um, and it was just like a minefield experimenting with medication, trying absolutely anything to consume food at all, like without throwing it back up. I literally sucked ice cubes for like five months because any sip of water just triggered me to vomit. Um, Sorry. Yeah, I had to basically just like lie in a dark bedroom or lounge. um, And walking like 10 meters into the garden would have me like throwing up in the hedgerows. And yeah, honestly, like I can't do it justice, like how difficult it was for how many months on end. Yeah, like without the support of my partner and my mum, like I swear, like ending the pregnancy, like I literally contacted BPAS like about an abortion because I just couldn't hack it anymore. Uh, You know, I felt suicidal, like anything was considered of like how the hell to stop this and yeah I'm just so grateful that it's over um and anyone experiencing it like you have my heartfelt solidarity because it was just horrific but yeah interesting timing like recent research has just confirmed that it is a genetic condition which makes sense like because of my partner's side of the family has a lot of nausea and vomiting in their pregnancies but yeah it's still like incredibly underfunded and under research and of course the medical industrial complex deprioritizes it because of its gendered nature so yeah from august until mid-december i suddenly could barely work i had to cut down all my major commitments which was like really hard for a workaholic. um i lost the majority of my livelihood by cancelling my clients it is a miracle I managed to launch the PTSD course like that was like hellish like just trying to spend like an hour a day on that like was so tough yeah and it just felt like a lot of grief coupled with like a lot of PTSD and fears of being a parent and all this like childhood stuff came up and it just yeah it was really hard um but I'm so grateful those days are behind me um yeah and I just serious love and solidarity to anyone experiencing it and just endless love and appreciation for my partner and my mum for just being amazing at you know making me chips or getting me crisps or getting me ice cubes or like yeah driving me to hospital and driving me to get IVs and like yeah like I wouldn't have got through it without them um okay all right the next little section is kind of about goals. So I'm going to record a bit about the goals that I put on my um, 2022 review post, which were for 2023. And yeah, I've read tons of research about how sharing goals publicly like increases the chances that they'll be achieved and creates a sense of like accountability. So yeah, in terms of what was achieved, um, some of my goals were to treat the solidarity apothecary more like a livelihood, get my finances in order and earn enough to pay myself properly properly which came from doing the PTSD course and yeah, seeing kind of more clients in clinic. Um, to build the number of monthly supporters. Um, So I have this kind of scheme where people can donate each month and that really takes like the edge off the financial pressure of posting the books to prisoners or getting medicines out to people, things like that. To offer one-to-one support again via my online clinic, um, to fundraise successfully for Ukraine Herbal Solidarity, the Mobile Herbal Clinic and the Prisoner Herbalism Collective and to support the collectives to get stronger and more resilient and less dependent on me. So yeah. Partly achieved for some of the projects, not for Ukraine the Herbal Solidarity, which isn't operating in the same way. Um, and the Prisoners Herbalism Collective, unfortunately, is still fairly dormant, but lots of people are still doing stuff like translating. Um, but the clinic in Calais is definitely way more resilient because of my nausea and less dependent on me. But funding is still a constant struggle. Uh, to continue with the Frontline Herbalism podcast, to do some tours. So I just managed the one in Italy to get more active with the medical self-defense network which I did with this kind of podcast project um, to continue invest in my clinical education and learning and to continue self-education about different areas of struggle which is always happening because I'm always um, reading and listening to podcasts and watching things online like that was the only good thing about the high premises was like you could kind of binge things if that makes sense passively um you know i've got a gemini ascendant like i love studying okay so not achieved to improve the systems for accessing herbal support that was um, largely because of the nausea and vomiting and like financial stuff at the beginning of the year um but yeah it's something i want to prioritize this coming year um to finally finish and publish the herbalism and state violence book which i'm going to talk about soon to visit mexico that wasn't achieved thwarted by pregnancy and to organize more face-to-face medicine making sessions and receive help more and again i just through the winter couldn't do it with calais um like the logistics of making this clinic happen for 600 odd people in france and yeah and then yeah and then having like half the year gone from chronic illness it just Yeah, it just wasn't doable. Um, Things I decided to kind of renegotiate or not pursue was the Herbalism for Organizers course, simply because I think the Herbalism and PTSD course achieves the aims that I wanted for the other course so I kind of think it's unnecessary. I had this vision of developing like a herbal project for ex-prisoners, trying to get some proper funding, doing something in Bristol but yeah that stopped also with the pregnancy. I'd kind of timetabled it for the autumn winter and to fundraise to develop a distance learning course in herbalism specifically for prisoners. This is something I would still really love to do but there just isn't the infrastructure to make it happen and I think... My nervous system just can't take any more prison related work. Like, I think, yeah, I focus on ABC stuff and supporting my friends to stay alive. That I've just decided, like, I have to think strategically about the spoons I've got. So, some of the personal goals I had were in having more rest, which I think I did achieve because of the pregnancy, connecting with elements more, learning to stand up, paddleboard, surf, kayak. I only did like one surf session at the beginning of the year with my best mate. I'm so bad at prioritizing myself and my body and fun shit I mean I love the apothecary it's all fun to me but yeah it is something I really want to improve on hanging out with friends more again just completely knocked sideways by the vomiting like even just like seeing my partner walk around the room would make me sick like I could not socialize um reconnecting with the hardcore punk scene i managed like one hardcore festival and that was it where i was doing a stall and like again i just felt too afraid of being in a room with loads of sweaty people who might have covid so i'm just at peace with that decision now more consistent spiritual practice kind of achieved ish um learning arabic failed at that saving up for some kind of static caravan or mobile home so this is achieved um me and my partner have found our dream mobile home we just got planning permission for it literally a few days ago so we're going to be moving it on site um early february to the small holding that my stepdad owns here where i live and um yeah my partner like did painter decorating work for years so he's going to help do it up I'm just so excited about creating this like rockabilly love nest like in our style and putting our kind of yeah love in it and yeah just having a little home for our babies so you know I might be 35 nearly 36 you know I'm definitely nowhere near like having a fucking mortgage or anything like that but it's not what either of us wants like we both want as much financial freedom as possible so that we can do like unpaid organizing stuff and you know like it's not our lifestyle to work full-time nine to five like and just yeah be wage slaves so yeah it's kind of like the perfect um solution i know we've got a lot of privilege having access to land to do that but yeah i'm gonna i'm really excited about it we're gonna clad it and have some solar panels on it and just yeah have have a little love nest all right so what are some of the plans for 2024 so i know that impending bubba is going to shape most of the year or you know most of my the rest of my life yay Um, But I am prepared to have my life turned upside down. Um, I'm hoping to take at least six months of like proper maternity leave where I'm not even looking at my phone or emails and I'm just nourishing the bubba and recovering from the pregnancy and being with Rob and yeah, just in that chaos land of newborn life. Um, And then I'll kind of start like September onwards, just coming back for little bits of work and thankfully rob will be able to do the childcare when i'm working which is amazing because i know it's important for little ones to be with caregivers and stuff um as much as possible so it's a bit scary like all this self-employment maternity leave like stuff but yeah one of the kind of main values of the solidarity apothecary is care so yeah that also means for me too right that means like what kind of feminist would i be if i didn't allow myself like quality maternity leave and you know to pay myself while i'm away and stuff like that so yeah it feels really special to implement my kind of politics if that makes sense okay so pre-maternity leave um i my goals are to finalize my herbal solidarity care packages set them up on my website for easier access so that people can order things while i'm away and other people can send them out i'm going to be sending out like a survey all about of herbal care packages so look out for that i'm just trying to gauge what would make the system easier for people because i know like frontline organizer types are absolutely terrible at asking for what they need so i just want to make that a little bit easier to continue with the podcast to finally finish and publish the herbalism and state violence book So I have been supported by my friend Kess Otterleaf, who I think people will know, like she's made the like queer animals and queer plant scenes and written like loads of amazing like novels. And yeah, she's been supporting me as a kind of we call it (laughs) a book dom, like a kind of editing support, project management support, call support Like I've been paying her time. To help me really finish this book because it's been unfinished for two years and it just has needed wrapping up. So, since the nausea has got better, I've been like working on that like a little squirrel. And yeah, it's nearly done. (laughs) Like, I'm going to be getting it to her next week to do like a final sweep. But if anyone has any things they want to contribute, there is still time to get in there. Like, there was a wave of contributions in 2020. But if you are doing some sort of herbal project supporting people experiencing state violence, you know, maybe that's like care packages for people on trial or like arrestee support staff or things with prisons or things with like refugees and people on the move, people who are criminalised, like, yeah, like, let me know because I would love to create space for you in the book, if that makes sense. Okay, to support folks to wrap up as many translated versions of my books as possible, I'm trying to just say to people, listen, I'm going to be out of the game most of next year like let's get this done to redecorate my herb shed and organize my storage because i'm going to be making it into an office um, as well as like a medicine making mini factory in there i want to support the mobile herbal clinic to develop like a membership donation program for greater financial resilience so we can have like a bunch of standing orders to sustain us i really want to organize some kind of prisoner solidarity training online and yeah i want to get some kind of fulfillment center arranged so that people can i can pay people to post my book out And just the whole thing doesn't need me to do it anymore because I'm sick of it. And it could hopefully generate a bit of passive income. I'll probably have to unfortunately put the prices of my books up. But you know, they're currently £5 each, which is basically nothing these days. So I kind of feel okay about it because you know as people know selling those books means we get them to prisoners so i think it's yeah it's worthwhile okay and then some goals like post maternity leave so yeah to relaunch the ptsd course in the autumn please sign up for the waiting list to finish creating and launching the do no harm course um so this is also something i've been squirreling away on since the ptsd course launched it is like a very comprehensive training all about clinical safety for grassroots herbalists i will talk about it more on another show but it's gonna to be absolutely awesome it's basically the course that i wish i had i think herbalists everywhere fear harming people fear missing clinical red flags especially grassroots herbalists that haven't done some big like formal training program like a degree in england or something but like i want people to be doing like amazing herbal work in the world and for that i think people need to feel like they're practicing safely um I also know from my experiences in Calais how critical clinical safety is and how arrogant some herbalists are and yeah I just I think it would be a fantastic course for like grounding people in their knowledge in their scope of practice understanding red flags understanding the kind of ecology of Healthcare that they're in. And um, yeah, and not harming people, but also not harming people by not doing stuff, right? Like, I want people to be doing stuff around the world and feeling more empowered and confident to use herbal medicine because it is absolutely amazing and we need more of it. So yeah, look out for that this autumn. Yeah, I I know with the Bubba that I'll need more help. So I'm going to try and organize more face to face medicine making sessions. I signed up for this endobiogenic medicine diploma, which a doctor who I work with in France studied and it's just like incredible like systems biology approach to medicine and they integrate herbalism and rheumatherapy and stuff and yeah I just haven't been able to do it with my vomiting and stuff but I really want to finish that I want to enroll in some functional medicine training um, and do some like proper specialist foot care training because it's a large part of the work in Calais and I want to get better at it Um, yeah and I'm really keen to explore the possibilities of doing some kind of local herbal projects like with houseless communities or former prisoners, like until I'm ready to return to Calais, I know it's something Rob would love to do. So like if you're in Somerset, like in the UK and you have any thoughts on that or you'd like to collaborate or you're already involved in some kind of project that would benefit from like herbal care packages or like a herbalist involvement like please let me know because like I think I love that like frontline herbalism work like I love the work in Calais like I hate the fucking conditions in Calais but I mean like clinically and practically like it just suits like all of my skill sets and yeah there's no reason why I couldn't do that in the UK if that makes sense and yeah any <laughs> people who've had kids are probably just like yeah, Nicole, you're not going to be able to do all this. Like, you, you don't, my friend Heleth is like, oh, you don't have time to wipe your ass. Um, but I'm hoping with support from my mum and my partner, who is absolutely amazing, who's like going to completely co-parent like together, like it will be possible to do these things. And if not, then that's just how it is. Like, but um, yeah, I'm going to do my best. And then some ongoing goals are to continue to invest in my clinical education and learning, to continue self-education about different areas of struggle, um and yeah to continue to organize prison solidarity and stay involved in my various kind of crews throughout the pregnancy and the maternity leave just the best i can like we're you know negotiating all that stuff of you know i'm not gonna buddy any new people in prison for example but i can keep doing like accounts and graphics and stuff like that okay personal goals so yeah, it's got here once planning permission is confirmed but it's confirmed so yeah, creating the love nest, giving birth to a healthy, beautiful, amazing human, to have a healthy rest of my pregnancy and empowering birth and a calm and enjoyable postpartum period, to continue to build spiritual skills, to save up for a trip to Australia and New Zealand, to introduce our baby to our family living there, um, increase understanding of settler colonialism and connect with comrades in these regions. So if you are listening from there and you'd like to host us or organise like a Prisoner's Herbal event or something in the future, let us know um everyone said that the best time to travel with a baby is before they can crawl around um, and my stepmom and brother lived there um and yeah I would just love to introduce them to our baby oh and my uncle lives there as well and you know a bunch of close friends so yeah um yeah to get surf practice when ready postpartum I've actually bought a surfboard put it off for years but I found one in a sale and it's gorgeous um and And yeah, I'm really grateful to my best mate, Amani, who's just been like giving me all these tips on stuff to buy. Um, And I've also just got a secondhand stand up paddleboard from another close friend. Um, And I hope to connect with rivers and waterways locally. Um, And yeah, just to like hang out with friends more and make more local friends with babies. Um, That's the plan. Okay, so this is much longer than expected reading all of this stuff. But that is the review of last year, some goals for next year let me know what you're thinking of doing if any of this has planted a seed and you're like yeah shit i'd love to organize with nicole on that like please reach out to me um and yeah like if you can afford to support the project that's amazing like sponsor a box of prisoner herbals or, you know, donate to the work we're doing in Calais, like all of that is fantastic. And yeah, I'll put the link to this page in the show notes which has the links to all the other things. And yeah, I just wanna say, like, I'm thinking ever of everyone at the moment and yeah, here's to a kind of um yeah, another <laughs> another year in late stage capitalism and genocide and all the horrors, but also all the beauties of yeah babies and love and rescue dogs and all the things so yeah okay take care bye thanks so much for listening to the frontline herbalism podcast you can find the transcript, the links all the resources from the show at solidarityapothecary.org forward slash podcast